You're listening to the Static Podcast on Static and Distortion. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Static Podcast this week. My name is John. I'm Robert. I'm, I'm Chris. And he's also paying attention. This time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. So this week on the Static Podcast, we're going to be talking about Slater Kinney. Uh, they have a new album out, which is their first album in 10 years since The Woods, which was pretty critically acclaimed and is also awesome. So, um, new album out, band reunited, thought it would be a good time to talk about, uh, one of my favorite, uh, garage slash punk slash riot girl bands. Right. Girl. Girl. And it's, there's some controversy as to whether there should be two R's or three R's. There should be two. I always, I always spelled it with four. You would. The more R's, the better. The more R's. Riot Grill. Riot Grill. (laughs) Riot Grill. It's my license plate. (laughs) (sighs) Riot Grill. Riot Grill. Are we going to do music news? What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, you're the the worst host, John. (laughs) So bad. If our listeners haven't picked up on this, you know, whoever picks the... um, theme for the episode is the one that does the uh the intro for the episode and and john this is has like take always six. always been bad at this you could go back and listen to his picks and listen to the intros i dare you is there, me is there, i just talk a lot like i just talk about everything like you and i do really well you don't john talk about does. anything john <laughs> you just you just sit there like contemplate the intro is all right be quiet guys be quiet here's the intro ready hi I I'm John. <laughs> That's so John. <laughs> That's so I'm John. I'm not even going to deny that. <laughs> I'm going to embrace who I am and we'll all move on. But anyways, hey everybody, it's time for the news. All right, you I guess, guys did bring news, didn't you? Yeah, I think the big one is that the uh, IFPI decided to change the album release date to Fridays. Oh, Fridays going forward. Mm-hmm. Starting That's pretty big. It's huge because movies is still Tuesdays and like video games are still Tuesdays. Is it really that big though? Yeah, man. This fucking rocks my world. Why? Because of my retail background. Why? Because you always get your shipments on Mondays and you always put them out on Tuesdays. This affects you no way now then. <laughs> it, it, it saddens and breaks my heart. Why? And it, like, sits in my soul and it just stirs all of the organs but in most time like most of the examples now yeah the album will come out on friday but it's already been on the pirate bay for three weeks yeah (laughs) so it doesn't matter (laughs) like it's a big deal because 
it's a big deal, but Metallica is notorious for this bullshit. I think the last three albums they released, they released on a Friday instead of a Tuesday because Some, they got and, that weekend fucking money to yeah. push over their amount. So it's just going to inflate. So think about here's the sales. big concern. Here's my big concern is what's going to happen to you two Apple iTunes exclusives with this? No one's still going to listen to them. <laughs> I still have not listened to it. Even once. Oh, yeah, just... no one's going to listen to them. It's just whatever. I actually really, I actually totally forgot about that whole U2 album. That it existed, or we <laughs> did a podcast about it. Until I forgot just now. about it until just now, and Robert's like, why is this important? Well, there you go. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's it's interesting to see that they're moving it from Tuesdays to Fridays, but physical media is, I, mean, I still try to be a proponent of the physical media, but it's still not that big of an issue. Yeah. It's going to be on the uh, your favorite torrent, like a week before it actually comes out, um, and it's just going to change the date, which you, it, it might either push back a release date by three days, or it's just going to give you access to it a bit earlier, but I mean... All in all, this would have been a big deal like ten years ago. Uh, yeah, I, that's actually yeah, pretty that's, true because if it was true, yeah. in the retail heavy world, um, to lend some credence to what Chris said, yeah, that that's exactly right. It, in a physical form, it would matter. Now mm. it really doesn't. Like everything in life, nothing really matters <laughs> when it's not in a physical form, like love. <laughs> So also, Carly Rae Jepsen has a new single coming out. Yeah, I can get down with that. You would. That you song know, was catchy. No, the it first was, time it was I ever so... heard that song, the "Call Me Maybe" song, hey, Robert sang it to me at on the yacht at the uh, Christmas party. That was that was more of a boat than a yacht. I like to call it a yacht because it sounds more important. <laughs> <laughs> It was a booze cruise. It was definitely a booze cruise, and it was awesome. It was very boozy. Um, I guess my news, it, my news ties into what I've been listening to lately. But uh, Kanye West has a new single out all day, which is really good. What's uh, and Built to Spill has a new single out. Oh, Built to Spill, really? Yeah, I like <laughs> and that's it's really good. <laughs> I like Built to Spill. Um, yeah, they're they're doing a couple uh, festival dates, and they're going on a mini tour this summer, and they have a new single and a new album coming out in April. Wow. Uh, Purity Ring has a new album coming out. Uh, you can stream that now. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. But yeah, a lot of the, my news is st- just singles and stuff I've been re- listening to lately, so that's about it. I can't. Oh, Tool has a. They're working on their new album, which I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Can't think of it. Oh, actually, I did want to touch on something, but I. Uh, this might be. I might do a blog entry about this. But have you guys ever heard of Mimu Gloves? M I dot M U Gloves. No. Yes. Have you, Chris? Yep. I'm Those things it. are fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's equally awesome and equally like, why is this needed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what these Mimu gloves are? They were uh, developed by MIT uh, in uh, conjunction or, I mean, with help from Imogen Heap. Not to be confused with ITT Tech. Not to be confused <laughs> with ITT Tech. No, not at no. all. 
Uh, and essentially, they are, uh, you know, kind of these nylon or some sort of, I can't remember if they're neoprene gloves that you put on their fingerless that allow you to have, uh, um, you know, in, interact with like touch screens and actual instruments. But it basically, that. You know, these gloves with all these sensors and gyroscopes on them connect with third party software like Ableton or Pro Tools or whatever it is, and a fucking Xbox Connect sensor, which is crazy. And what they let you do is move your arms and do different controls and finger gestures and stuff like that. And basically, your hands become musical instruments. And it's really, really cool to see. Um, see it in action and uh, I actually saw this because apparently Ariana Grande is going on tour and using them to sing or perform certain parts of her tour so I thought that was kind of interesting my question is can you use them to check your email (laughs) she makes a a, I saw a performance with by Imaging Hape where she makes a joke about that she's like I could be just doing something over here and I'm, I'm just fucking checking my email you don't know so but yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's simultaneously really cool to see that, you know, music is progressing to more of a performance art aspect that you can control music with this stuff. But at the same time, it's like, these aren't really necessary. It's just an interesting, it's like the power glove for Nintendo. Oh, not man. Really is it any different than any other instrument, though? Um, A wee bit, simply because with a guitar, I feel like you can you can master a guitar and really begin to do what you want with a guitar this is basically taking what a dj would do and making it more performance art so essentially I, in order to do different beats and notes and stuff like that you have to like dance on stage it's, i think it's I, neat i don't I really, like to it. make beats if you're a drummer you have to hit the drums a certain way i mean i don't i don't know if i'm seeing the but you are like with 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 these gloves like in order for her to like play drums she bangs on her legs or she you know bangs you know like she's playing drums in air like air guitar or something like that air drums um i'll post a video of the of the it's like two years old by this point but i'll post a video to the blog but i saw this today and i thought it was really really interesting Um, i think it's neat you know yeah, I mean, it doesn't replace things, but it adds yeah. a, a dynamic element to It's like wearing aspect. music. Essentially, so. But that's that's all I got. It's like wearing music. It's like wearing music. It's like smelling numbers. <laughs> you are on so much acid. <laughs> I'm so tired. It's not even funny. And you have to record another podcast. Yeah, that's I don't no, know what's that's happening. No, that's not. No, nobody's <laughs> going to be. No, this yeah, is the so, only podcast that matters tonight. No offense, so color bars. Jen and I were supposed to record another episode of We Can Podcast that right after uh, this podcast, um, and she's in Vegas, so it was going to be live from Vegas, sort of. Why Vegas do you sound adjacent? like Beavis when you say that? Yeah, she's in it's Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. Um, yeah, but um, she she's like stuck at a laundromat and can't find a cab, so I don't think it's going to happen. When she gets online, I'll just record a podcast with her, and you can go to sleep. Yeah, and then we just don't need you anymore. That would be your third podcast in one night, Dave Grohl. It would be <laughs> back to back too, because I added you guys to the call from the first one, and then I'll just add Jen to this one, and we'll just keep going. Yeah, greedy motherfucker. 
hey, someone's got to you know, put the team on their back here. That's disgusting. It's sure not going to be me. <laughs> Have you ever had five guys, Chris? I'm more of a bi-lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to give me a moment. I'm laughing. (laughs) Organic. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We're Uh, the worst. Well, for anyone still listening, we're doing (laughs) Sleater Kenny this week. This was John's pick. And he made the mistake of... um, Because I'd never listened to any of it before. And um, I'm sure Robert had, you know, but I was like, oh, this is this is another one that I could just like I could check out and stuff. And John is very classic <laughs> mode, made like a three hour playlist. And every time he does this, it reminds me of the old kids in the hall sketch getting to uh, the doors, you know, like, oh, can I get, pick up the best of? And the guys like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to all of these albums back to back. This is what yeah. John did. He made like three, all of their albums back to back. Here's the playlist. So no, I, I picked like to... six songs from each album. <laughs> That's unnecessary. <laughs> One, I think eight. Yeah. It was so much. But I like the songs. Yeah, and they're good. And it was like, I'm not going to have time to listen. Weren't you an editor for a paper at one point? <laughs> I, I used to be an editor. But Can't I didn't you edit, edit your own playlist? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. The only thing that would make me edit a playlist is the 80 minutes of a burned CD. Yeah, so treat it like that. Yes. Like what we did with um with like a Ryan Adams where we did like our top 20 or whatever. You know, like I have like a 50 track like Sleeping at Last playlist, but I'm not just going to send that to Robert and you and be like, "All right, you're Sleeping at Last." And I'm like, I'll make well, like a should. 50 track. Well, I will afterwards once, you know, everybody loves it and stuff. But I'll like Robert said, you know, meat and bones, get ready for a podcast. Here's your intro to something. Try to pick the 15 to 20 songs that you think best describes or you know gives you a well-rounded picture of the artist. It's and like I a did. game. It just happened to be 38,000 songs. <sighs> Let me pull this so, goddamn playlist. So what that means is I listened to everything up to like 2002. before in my opinion their best work yeah Yeah, actually it's funny because i was like once i got to um not to skip around and stuff and are talking about stuff but like once i got to the hot rock i was like all right yeah this is starting to solidify you know and it kind of and then i kind of like skipped a, a bit through um all hands in one beat and i was like yeah man they're they're hitting their stride here and but I wish I would. I wish he would have done it backwards. I guess. <laughs> and then the the woods comes out and just punches you in the face with the the like distortion and the, yeah yeah. It's, it's like, the woods was going big. On with the woods? Was, that was, was like, a big Whoa. sound. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John. Why don't you tell us what Slater Kenny is? Well, they're a a, a, a their band. There's um um three members. Well Two said. guitar players and a drummer. They got they got songs uh-huh. um, and a few couple albums. They're Riot Grills. Uh, yeah, Riot Girl. Girl. Riot, Riot Grills. Grills. They're Grills. Which is kind of funny now because now that they're you know pushing forty and you know I think Corin Tucker's a mom. You know, like I don't really know, but it's just kind of you know not not that um, raw nineties 
kind of deal. Although I'd say some of their 90s stuff was kind of more melodic in certain ways. I don't know. But um, yeah, so it's it's uh, the, the core band, uh, Carrie Brownstein, which um, is I, I enjoy her music. Um, she also has a band called Wild Flag that I think they just only did one album and broke up. Uh, but they were both really um, – her and Corin Tucker were really big into the Riot Girl scene in the early 90s. Both played in <laughs> other bands and then – I thought you were going to say they're really big into being lesbians. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the reason I walk that back a little bit is I know that that's not a uh, – a, a, they're kind of like, oh, of course, for now, forever, we're going to be the band where, you know, the, the, the Corin and Carrie apparently dated briefly. Um, and I do, I don't remember which one. Somebody, I think, is, is by. But yeah, like uh, the whole idea that they're being defined by that from like 20 years ago still is like, <laughs> you know. Well, like writerless, really you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like writerless, I think uh, one of them is by. The other one's a bi lesbian. <laughs> so And they dated for a while, supposedly. And you know. Then they had this song that everyone talked about. Um it was really big, but it was about their breakup. <laughs> and you could tell through the lyrics that one of them was really not wanting to break up. But the other one was like just giving them consolation. It was like, I'm just, you know, uh I'm just we're gonna keep recording and we're gonna be friends, but I have a wife. It was like a mighty wind. It's turned to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, certainly not what defines them. But the Riot Girl scene kind of does. It does, yeah. yeah. But they've kind of evolved out of it as well. Yeah, yeah I, I kind I, of... I would... when I, not to, but I, when I was listening to them, I kind of... And especially now that they have this, this album that just came out, you know, and they're like 40... Years old, I couldn't help but comparing them to the Pixies in a lot of ways. A little mm. bit, yeah. I had the same thought um, because, yeah, it, it is a total. You go from that kind of lo-fi early work, um, you know, and they they left at the top there with the Woods, um, just a powerhouse album, and then disappear for a decade, and then come back and no cities to love. I, I mean, uh, we've talked already on, on the previous podcast about how much I, it's a great album just beginning to end. It's, it's, it's awesome, but it does have a little bit more uh, polish to it. And, um, uh, it, it does kind of remind me of the, the return of the pixies as well. So yeah. That's a good observation. Yeah, I know you get an A. <laughs> I get a dinosaur junior. <laughs> Which will probably be taken away within the next 15 minutes for some stupid thing you say. I'm not going to say anything stupid from now on just to spite you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to keep this dinosaur junior. Not because I want it. Because <laughs> I just want to piss you off. So, um, things, stuff. Robert, what's your thing with uh, Sleater Kenny? Um, I was actually only introduced to Slater Kinney in January, <laughs> this past January, um, with their new album, uh, No Cities to Love. I didn't know that. I thought you were like, uh, no. oh, like, okay. No, I, 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 I was familiar with them. Um, and the only song that I really knew from Slater Kinney was the one I was 
kind of lampooning earlier. Um, uh, I think it's called like one more hour, one one hour left, or yeah, one more hour, or one more yeah, hour. Yes, yeah. um, supposedly their breakup song, yeah. and yeah, that's the main reason I knew it. I was like, oh, you know, there's this band named Slater Kinney and the the lesbians they dated. I keep saying saying that because it's a joke, and at, at this point, because they're known for so much more than at that point, you know, it was released by Spin, and you know, it was a big deal for them, and it was released against you know their 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 wishes um but you know they put out this song that's about their breakup and everything like that but i had never really you know listened to them and then no cities to love came out january as the same day as um the joey badass record came out and so i in december like, okay, was it decemberist yeah and joey and joey badass. it was a big yeah. day yeah yeah wow january 20th was i mean never forget <laughs> um, we'll go down infamy. And so I listened to No Cities of Love and I was really blown away. I was like, why haven't I listened to them before? And so I kind of went back and jumped around a little bit and I found myself liking more of their later stuff than their earlier stuff yeah. simply because their earlier stuff felt too uh, homogenized. It was just all the same like they they had a sound but it was just uh, like i'm not i'm you know i'm not a big punk music fan and it felt very punk but there was the same like four chords being played and the same sound and the same reverb and the same distortion or something like that whereas with like their later albums such as the woods as we brought up in one beat um it feels bigger it feels more fleshed out it feels better produced it feels better written so I, I agree with that entirely, actually. You know, when I was listening to it, like, the first couple albums, it was that, you know, that kind of raw garage rock sound, but, you know, it kind of feels like you're just stepping into a concert, you know, and that's that's all they play, you know, that's their that's their sound, and it's groovy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, once once they kind of evolve as their, as their albums get released, you know, and they have those more complete ideas for songs, and you have, like, these... Fleshed out is a really good word. Um or was that when you have a hyphenated word? A hyphen? Yeah. But um, you have like these kind of complete chord progressions and kind of, you know, the whole melodies and things like that that I tend to like more when I listen to music. Not that I don't appreciate the sound of their earlier stuff, but <laughs> yeah, right, as, yeah, as their albums went on, I found myself being like, oh, okay, yeah, no, this is stuff I can listen to on a regular basis. All right. <laughs> well, and that's the, that's the cool thing about their progression, too, is like you said, it, they've only gotten better with age, and it's a little bit different than the Pixies coming back because um, they were gone for 10 years, and it's like they picked up right where they would have left off. <laughs> Had they put an album out in you know two thousand seven or two thousand nine or something you know and mm-hmm. and not not left off and it, they've carried the progression of of that um, as they as they go here but yeah I mean the there's some just great moment the woods is still probably my favorite album of theirs um, although I do tend to like all hands on the bad one I don't know it's a lot of songs on that one I like um, the 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 thing that also kind of emerges as they grew as artists was um carrie brownstein's lead guitar playing mm. um and, and i think she was just in rolling St- one of the rolling stones many lists of you know top 50 whatever but i think she was like t- number 12 on like best lead guitar players or something it was very high up there um 
but just a lot of talent and a lot of nuance and a lot of you know deft handling of um that lead guitar role that that um I think it's overlooked a lot um yeah word yeah you can definitely tell too on like the early albums it's yeah it's a lot of just you don't like have an appreciation for the technical aspect of the guitar playing because there's not really much of an appreciation to be had for it but then later you know when it's carrying the songs you know it's mm-hmm. it's much more visible and much more tangible and much more appreciable well, I think too, like um the, their drummer Janet Janet Weiss. Um I mean she's she's become quite an accomplished drummer, you know, from um I mean she's played on Elliot Smith records and the Shins and, and some other, you know, artists also. Um and just she's she's really great, but when she started with Slater Kinney, she had picked up drums by ear, you know, and was this was in college where she was just going to all these shows and was picking up you know, the, the the style that the the band she was watching would play, and then just adapted it to her own. Mm. Um, but she, she, when she joined the band, she was a pretty inexperienced drummer. Um, and I mean, especially on an album like The Woods, I think she just dominates with with the the drums on that one. It's just really great. Um, and the new album too. I mean, there's there's uh, they've got just a good good cohesive sound now. And they've all, you know, grown uh, as as well they should in twenty years, you know, <laughs> master the craft a bit. Um, but yeah, some some impressive musicianship too between the all, all three of them, and and then you know, Corin Tucker just has that she hit those notes, <laughs> those uh, those those uh, those that vocal range and the the power behind her vocals is is also impressive. I love it. I love her her singing style and i was reading a bit and i guess um yeah some folks some folks don't and i, I guess i could see that um it might i can be see it being an acquired taste, taste. yeah oh Ooh. spooky yeah i got chills i got sexy chills <laughs> like bi lesbian chills maybe <laughs> all right all my bi lesbian parts are tingling I don't like it. Robert's yeah. just over in the corner. <laughs> I was going to chime in and say, I'll be right back. I'm going to go make myself some chocolate milk. <laughs> Dean Martin over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forget what I was saying before I got the chills. Um, that It was a... Um, we both said it. How did how we yeah. not remember it? Wow. Now everybody's on the podcast right now, like rewinding like thirty seconds, and they're like, "You guys are going to talk about this. So it's going to be really good." <laughs> At least I have an excuse. I I distracted you with my hive mind. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Completely lost track of what I was going to say. I really want to listen to. It. The woods now, though, because I didn't get a chance to. The song you're "Modern like, Girl." Yeah, you're like, listen to "Modern Girl" as the podcast is starting. Like, oh. <laughs> well, I didn't know how long Robert was going to be. I thought you might have some time. It was Modern literally, Girl. yeah, like Robert. Yeah, it, it's. I started. I got like ten seconds into it. I was like, I bet this is going to be a good one. <laughs> and then Skype. 
Yeah, it was like I started, and then like literally Robert calls, and he's like in the middle of his other podcast, and we're all just suddenly like in his fucking orgy. It was weird, it was. man. It was super weird. <laughs> but modern modern girls, um, back to that. It's it, it's probably in my top fifteen favorite songs ever written. Oh wow! So it's it, I think it's that good. Um, another one from that album, "Let's Call It Love." Just the there's um. You know, kind of this driving beat through the beginning part as it kind of marches along. It's and apparently then they just, eleven minutes long, though. It, it is because the last <laughs> six minutes is is um, crazy dueling guitar solos and fuzz and layering and um, and I noticed as they as they progress a little bit out of that just kind of right girl punk you know lo-fi sound um, and they started playing with like different tunings and, and things like that. Um, I almost hear some like Sonic Youth type of stuff mm. in there where there's some, some you know, there's like a different guitar tuning, some different um, layering of of the um, distortion and dissonant chords and, and things like that that kind of give it some, some depth in a different direction. Yeah, I think um, to amplify that, that's that's what's great about the good side of nineties sound, <laughs> you know, yeah. I make fun of nineties music a lot, not as much as I don't like eighties music, but I think nineties much like, uh, in a lot of other arenas was like this testing ground to like reestablish what music should be. And you get just like a lot of conflicting things and a lot of it's bad. And a lot of it's kind of just being birthed out of like eighties synth and, uh, pop and weird shit. And, um, you also have like the, the, the starting of what ultimately comes really bad about music, you know, and kind of the formula of, uh, you know, the grinding down of rock until it's just like this monotonous bullshit, um, which eventually comes out of that too. But, but, uh, what's their fucks? Slater Kenny <laughs> really, um, they're, they're, they're what's good about, about that 90s sound and that, um, Unsurprisingly, you know, from that the Washington area, the Pacific Northwest scene, where all good things are born, <laughs> music-wise. Yeah. Well, and then the the I mean, the other thing too is, um, I think that I'm not sure how much um, time has looked kindly upon early '90s Riot Girl music. Like, it's not it's not a genre you often hear talked about. Um, in musical circles, except mm-hmm. to reference it and then very much generalize it. And then um, there's not very many bands from that era that have kind of transcended the era. Um, that's true. That's true. And and this is one of those bands that has been able to, that's why I say it's, it's almost like the stuff that they were defined by when they first came out. It, uh, I don't see it anymore. I just look at them as a, you know, a, a rocking band. Like they're, they're really <laughs> yeah. good. Um, regardless of what genre you want to throw them in and as oh kind of like almost like pearl jam has done getting out of the you know, the ill-fated grunge scene you whatever know. man i am never going to defend pearl jam everybody on this podcast knows i don't like pearl jam um, maybe pearl jam doesn't like you i'm fine with that <laughs> i'm so i you know me i'm much more of a I don't think it's it's there's a, a schism or anything like that, but um, I'm much more 
like into comparing them to I'm much more like and I I much like much rather like comparing them to something like Nirvana that starts out with that very grunge lo-fi sound and then as they um get exposure have that more refined melodic thing even though it's over a much shorter span it's the same kind of progression of sound um you know cuz when when they start out they're in in much the same vein as that you know just like that punk scene you know that yeah. kind of you know that evolving scene there well, sonically, I would agree with you on that, but as far as where they fit in their genre, uh, no, yeah, that's yeah, that's totally different. You're right. Yeah, I wasn't saying that. Sonically is where I was going with it. Pearl Jam transcends nothing. <laughs> they're just they're just still rocking. They're just still there. They're, they're still, still doing. They're the just thing there that being... always happens with Pearl Jam records, whenever a new Pearl Jam record comes out, I, I get excited and I listen to it, and I get about halfway through, and then I'm like, I want to hear Jeremy again, and I'll go back and listen to their greatest hits. So I, I really, I just I'm much more, I get more excited about a new REM album coming out than than a new Pearl Jam album, which doesn't happen anymore because they stopped <laughs> as of a couple of years ago. But like, you know, take us back five years, you know. Look at this new REM album coming out. All right, I'll listen to that, I guess. But I wouldn't say that about Pearl Jam. So, <laughs> so I always give every Pearl Jam record a listen. But you do. You're old, and well, and I yeah, pathetic. that's my demographic. <laughs> it is your. De- you are the you are the Pearl Jam demographic. That's the thing. I realize how much of that is true. I made uh, uh, <laughs> so. I was making a playlist of, uh, well, I was making a Spotify. Oh, goodness, I messed up twice. It's I was okay. making you a Pandora pr- station. Answer. Oh, at at work, and I I really don't use Pandora that much, especially for music. I use that more for comedy because I'll just put down some comedy artists and then just let it pick for me and you know passively listen. Um, I don't usually passively listen to music. I I want to listen to a specific album. I want to be able to change it when I'm midway through. But work has been a little crazy lately. So it's just easier for me to throw on, yeah. you know, some background music sure, and have it be background music. I like, but I started looking at the artists I was picking and it was such like 2004, um, hipster music. And I realized now <laughs> I'm that guy who's stuck in, I was probably a little avant-garde at the time, but I haven't moved past it. Wow. It's still That's all a big like realization. Pedro the Lion. I'd say that is as big a realization that you only like women artists that you want to fuck. Uh, that was a big revel- <laughs> That was a big moment in my life to realize that. <sighs> so, anyways, I picked Slater Kenny. So <laughs> that was literally kinda, my first thought. I was like, I of course, have a, a little crush on Carrie Brownstein, but mostly because of Portlandia, not really because of uh, uh, the music. You know who I realized that Robert has a crush on is John Sebastian, the writer of the Welcome Back Cotter theme. <laughs> <laughs> we use that as well, hey, the, welcome uh, back, Robert. <laughs> yeah, we use that as an, um, the intro song for the Color Bars podcast. Oh, so. I was like, why is he listening to several different versions? <laughs> um, <laughs> I picked the first. I, I typed in "Welcome Back, Cotter," and then I just played the first one, and then I. You know, slowly lowered the volume on it, and then I forgot to hit pause, and it played through like three more copies of it. <laughs> I was like so. looking up on my feed here, and I was like, "What the hell happened, to Robert? <laughs> <laughs> happened in his life? 
that made this happen. Um, now that you're back, though, I'm going to go grab a beer. And that better be one hell of a fucking chocolate milk, by the way. You were gone for, like, 80 minutes. No, I was actually – I've been back for, like, five, and I've just been listening to you talk about how John likes to have crushes on female artists. It's true. Well, that's been well, long well established. So. And not apologized for once. Never. <laughs> never uh, never talk, discussed. It never uh, – what's the word I'm fucking thinking of? Never mind. We're going to move on. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. I don't know either. So, uh, I, I just got a message on Skype from someone, from Glass, that says, be right back, even though he told us all he was going to go get a beer. He announced it. Yeah. On the show. And, and the messed up thing is, us. is because we're on Skype, if I get a Skype message, it goes, boop, whoop. So, I'm recording, and you're clearly going to hear that boop, whoop in the podcast. So, that's awesome. Yay. Um, but yeah, Slater Kinney. Uh, I, like I said, I, I started listening to him in January and I ended up becoming a um, pretty big fan of theirs. Their, their No Cities to Love album uh, immediately went to Best of 2015 list after not really listening to the band and um, not really knowing much about them, but... Going back and listening to them to your fucking two and a half hour playlist. <laughs> um, it's great, especially for a three piece. I mean, they, they're a traveling four piece. They have a, a fourth member that travels with them for live, uh, live shows and stuff like that. But for a three piece to make uh, as much noise as they did and um, to, to put up the music they did, it's really awesome. And Coming no out of the, the where are they from? Portland, right? Right. The Portland, the Seattle. Riot Grill scene. I'm, I'm going to say Riot Grill. <laughs> Where my grills at? Where my grills at? Um, to come out of the the Riot Grill scene. And uh, did you guys discuss their previous bands? Yeah, while we I was did. gone briefly. Yeah, um, that's where they gained fame from. They were already in the scene when they met and um, started uh, doing Slater Kinney as a side project and. Um, big wall of sound. The woods. Uh, I we probably guys covered that, but that's when they opened for Pearl Jam. I heard you guys talking about Pearl Jam a bit when I came back. Um, yeah, they opened like for that. Pearl Jam. Uh, after one beat and playing arenas and stuff like that, that's where they 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 started getting the the sound for the woods, and that's why it's so big and bombastic as it is. Um, we were bringing up the point of. Um, how they're they kind of transcend the riot girl scene um you know that there's not not very many groups from that riot girl scene anymore from the early 90s that are you know being you know putting out music and and hitting the top of the charts and the critics you know are, are loving it I totally outside of that whole scene like i said it was kind of like pearl jam transcending grunge or something grunge, like yeah. that yeah and then Chris Glass went on his I hate Pearl Jam rant. Yep, you got it. Okay. We just recapped the last 15 minutes of the show. <laughs> awesome. Chocolate milk. Yay. Chocolate um, milk. Is Bikini Kill still putting out music? I don't think so. Oh. They were they were the, the – when you say Riot Girl, that's the first band I think oh, of actually. Always. Yeah, always. Bikini Kill. Um, I think – when did they – 
I don't follow them. I'm not the biggest Bikini Kill fan, but I wonder when they stop putting out music. I can Google it, but I'm not going to. I don't know. <sighs> but then, uh, have you ever seen, I don't know if it's still on Netflix a while back, but they had, um, it's, it's a documentary called The Punk Singer, and it's about the life of um, uh, Karen Hanna, the lead singer of uh, Bikini Kill. Oh, okay. It's really good. It's a really good, and then she's married to um, um, one of the Beastie Boys. I can't remember which one. Mike D. Ad Rock or MCA? Well, not MCA. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. And I'm not going to Google it. No, it's not. It's not worth. It's not worth the the. the We're finger. a fly by night operation over here. Yeah, this is our last show ever. <laughs> We're going to lose all of our funding. Um, I don't know if Glass is back or not. It doesn't sound like it. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we need to cover with Slater Kinney. I think we pretty much covered it. Should I play a song from them? If you want to. Yeah, I'll play something off their new album. Yeah, go for it. Uh, let's see here. Um, can I make a request? Sure. Um play surface envy all right this is surface envy i'm going to start it somewhere in the middle here um surface envy envy by slater kinney off of their new album no cities to love here we go really good i i remembered it the halfway through listening to that i'm gonna see them this year oh that's right they're playing pitchfork they're playing pitchfork yeah so uh i don't know what day they're playing pitchfork but i'm gonna finally get a chance to see them not finally i just you know found out about them but they've been around for as long as they have i'm gonna get a chance to to partake in that see how it goes yeah that they're they're on my list of bands i'd love to see i don't know if i'll get them through this run i know they they've been asked you know are you ready for your next album and um drummer janet kind of walked it back a little bit like well hey we just put this album out and we're still touring on this i'm not thinking about the next album yet (laughs) you know who knows if there'll be a next album kind of thing so you know is this a permanent reunion or is it a you know is this going to be an occasional thing they'll get together every few years because i I don't think um like i said wild flag um another great group fronted by carrie brownstein just great loved it um but very very much back into the punk riot girl sound and then corin tucker band kind of went in a slightly different direction um when when slater kenny broke up and then um that was when janet the drummer just kept uh drumming on everybody's albums you know and putting out music and stuff so it's very very cool are they um i don't know i apologize if you guys addressed this because i was gone um but are they planning on touring at all uh, th- that we just actually talked about that there. Slater Kinney is uh, going to be touring the summer, um, and I'm actually going to see them. They're playing Pitchfork. So, oh rad, yeah, nice. Okay, well, I mean that's a good sign, right? 
So I I'm, I'm the... stoked. I'm Pitchfork. I'm going to get to see uh, two bands. You know, both loved here on the show um, that we've talked about before: Slater, Kenny, and Wilco. So, yeah. And Wilco's you've never been, seen Wilco before either, right? I've never seen Wilco either, yeah. They're good. They are so good live. And it's cool calls. because, yeah, you know, they didn't put out an album last year because Tweety was doing his thing. Suki Ray. Suki I'm just Ray. excited because it's it's a Chicago show. It's a hometown yeah. show, so. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good for you. It'll be good for music. So, um, <laughs> Dinosaur Juniors, you want to hand them out? Yes. Shall right. I go first? Go for it. I'm gonna give them a solid eight. I, I really, I really dig the crap out of their sound. Um, it, it feels. This is gonna. I don't. I don't know if it, this is gonna sound right. It feels retro, and it feels like it has it still has the spirit of punk and early, very early tinges of grunge without sounding dated and without sounding old and hackneyed. So um, they have a great mix, and they perform it very well. So I definitely give them uh, an eight and um, one by lesbian kiss. Aww. That warms my very bi-lesbian heart. Your cockles? <laughs> All of the cockles. <laughs> I was going to give them a, a solid eight as well. So. For much the same reasons. They, uh, the, um, they're they're up there. They're, uh, the more I listen to them and um, open up my heart to their music, um, and to let Carrie them Brown inside. Too. Let them inside, and uh, you know, I, I, I definitely dig their song, their their music. I'm and I'm getting them more instead of just kind of like, oh, well, I, I get what they're all about. Listening a little bit further than just that surface level, and um, they're fast becoming one of my favorite bands. I have not heard their latest two albums, so I'm giving them a seven based on what I've heard. I think um, once you hear their last two albums, that's going to go up to an eight. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair guess. I could see myself doing that. Um, but I'm never going to listen to them, so sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Seven. <laughs> Forever. Seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> when did Seven when did dinosaurs. Chris become the Cobra Commander? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, what have you guys been listening to? New Death Cab song. Uh, Black Lampshade. No, <laughs> they've been. What was it? Black guy? What'd you call it? Last black guy. Time? <laughs> it's a black guy. <laughs> um, no, Black Sun was the one that I had the issues with the the production, production value. No, no, um, production value. The new one though is pretty freaking sweet. I, I enjoy it. It's called No Room in Frame, and it's definitely a very obvious. I feel sad because Zoe dumped me song, um, but it's also kind of done. I don't know, Chris. Did you listen to it? I sent you the link no, last night. No, because I made a very very serious important charismatic um, executive decision not to listen to their tracks until the album comes out. Oh, that's, yeah, I forgot you do that. No, I don't, but, um, but for this I am. I'm trying it out. Okay. Because I it listened works. to the Decemberist ones before they came out. That's true, you did. But in general, you're right. I mean, historically I don't, but um, for a while I was making an exception. And I was like, no, I don't need to wait until the album comes out. And I kind of missed 
that um, experience. So for Death Cab, I'm bringing it all back home and waiting to the album's release. Well, it's, it's a breakup song, and I legitimately feel sad when I listen to it because it. I think it, because it's you're, not you're, because you've broken up with so many people. Well, no, I think it's it's a instead of just being a woe is me kind of song it's it's like it captures a moment in the processing of breaking up with somebody mm. so that it it captures that you know if you're talking like stages of grief or you know things like that it, it kind of just hits that moment of processing where things went wrong and making an observation without being it's not like he's saying i hate you zoe you suck it's it's kind of right. more um you know, hey, this is super disappointing if that's what it was, you know, but he doesn't write that kind of music. So I no, it's way more nuanced than that. But it, it legitimately the first few times I listened to it last night, I was so sad for him, like and, and her because it, it, again, it's, it's not a you were telling me this. We were talking about this last night and um, I just couldn't help thinking about um, your son listening to that song and just crying. And I was like, this is where he gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> Very empathetic. It's such a great story, by the way. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, John, um, his son, this past bit, um, he was listening to a song that was so he was so affected by. It, he started crying, and uh, John, you're probably you should probably tell the story. <laughs> I, yeah, I came home from work and you know said hi to my wife and pet the dog, and I hear weeping coming from my son's room. I figured he just got in trouble and was sent to his room or something, or got you know the tablet taken away, whatever. And so I asked, but oh, what what's he in his room for? And she says, I don't know. That's this is new. Let's let's go find out. And so I, I go in and ask him why he's he's sobbing uncontrollably, like you know you rarely see. And he couldn't even get out what was making him cry so much. And it turned out he was he was watching a video, a Minecraft building video, and they played some instrumental track that made him so sad that he just couldn't control it. And he said the music made it feel like how he would feel if he had to move away from his family and never see them again. Like, and it was, it was, it wasn't like there were words in the song. It was a completely, um, instrumental track and, you know, just blew my mind. <laughs> Six That's years incredible. old. That's just incredible. Yeah. I love that story. I think it's fantastic. It's exactly yeah. what music should do to you. And it, at cool. that age, it's just badass. And that's what my wife told him. She said, you know, hey, that composer did a great job then. If it, you know, it was supposed to be a sad song, then, you know, that's what music's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you happy or sad or or angry or, you know, want to, you know, sh- you know, shoot cops. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just. <laughs> Sell iPhones in a parking lot. <laughs> that too it might make you do some crazy stuff but yeah I mean, that, that's the point of music is it's supposed to um you know make you feel something and yeah. you know get a reaction and and you know that kind of pure distilled except we've all heard songs that made us emotional but not weeping uncontrollably at six years we do old. have our sleeping at last episode coming up so that, that's true they that makes me more <laughs> want to cuddle in a huddle in a corner in a fetal position and <laughs> rock slowly <laughs> think about all my regrets uh, everything think about everything at once <laughs> and then triumph with so much hope exactly but you can never reach that level of hope and that's i think what makes you saddest <laughs> is the fact that hope exists <laughs> 
All right, so what have you guys been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Sleeping at Last lately. <laughs> Are they our next group? They, I don't know, actually. Robert, you're keeping the list, right? I am, yes. Yeah, who are we doing Who's next? Is it because uh, I just well, we you did Motown and then we did so it is mine up next. It's either it's got to be either Jack White or Sleeping at Last. Um, uh, where the fuck did the list go? Hi, Robert. <laughs> Bye. I'm gonna go look for my list. There it is. Hold on. Uh, Woody Guthrie. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> well, that's gonna be a good fucking episode right there. Everybody, listen to that one. I'm excited about that one, actually. That's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Um, so I should probably start listening to some Woody Guthrie again. It's been a bit. Uh, uh, but yeah, a lot of, I, I finally made a Sleeping at Last uh, playlist for myself. I don't know why I never did. So I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, I finally checked out one of Black Prairie's uh, albums here that I missed uh, called Fortune, which is really good, um, especially the first half of it is a lot of fun. Um, you guys would dig it. Um, outside of that, let me see. Nothing new, I don't think. This is not up to date. That's weird. What? You're looking at Spotify? Yeah, like I'm I'm keeping track of the music I listen to, and this is just incorrect. Well, probably because I'm adding them to this playlist, my songs for smoking cigarettes alone playlist, which I don't know if I told you guys about, but I'm working on this huge massive like eight hour playlist um called songs for smoking cigarettes alone there's a lot of newsboys on that newsboys is not on it but it's a lot of just like down tempo reflective music they got some ryan adams on there (laughs) and uh so i was uh going back and just listening to things and like i got some duke ellington on here and gillian welch Stuff, you know, older stuff I hadn't listened to in a while, some Bon Iver. Went back and listened to Ferema again. Bonnie Bear? Bonnie Bear, yep. That's the one. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Justin Bon Iver. And Brandy Carlisle and stuff. So, um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Brandy Carlisle. I haven't heard that name in a while. Right? Nobody has. Um... I liked it's her. Weird. I me too. It was funny because um, Vince like texted me out of the blue. He's like, "Man, you ever check out this Brandy Carlisle?" I was like, "How have we not talked about her? None of us have. Apparently, we all just liked her independently." Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> She's good though. <laughs> she was and, on um, last I heard her. She was on Amy Ray from Indigo Girls. Put out an album maybe a year, or two, three ago. Now I can't really remember. But there were a lot of um, it was almost like a collective of of artists that worked on her with it, and Brandy Carlisle was one, and it was great music. Well, she has an album coming out in like a couple months, I guess. Oh, cool! Which is, yeah, because the last one was um, Bear Creek, which is really good, and I guess they just released the single for it. Um, nice. Yeah, which I haven't listened to yet, but um, yeah, that was the whole thing. So I went back and I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, she is good. She, I can smoke some cigarettes and listen to her alone. <laughs> She goes on the list. List of Robert? acceptable artists. Uh, what have I been listening to? That was the question. Um, I've been going through the Pitchfork list because I knew a good portion of the top half, but the bottom half was still very new to me. Um, so 
listened to this band called Single Mothers lately. Um, they're really good. Dig them. Uh, Proto Martyr, also from the bottom half of the Pitchfork list. Listening to that, it's really good. Um, the Julie Ruin, didn't care for it. Uh, Do you know what the Julie Ruin, Ruin is? Uh, a band. It's Karen <laughs> Hanna's band. Well, Bikini Kill front person. Uh, is that? I didn't care for it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. Oh. Um, Ice Age, I dug it. Uh, Vic Mensa is a rapper from Chicago, liked it. And then, I mean, there's top tier acts here that I know. You know, Wilco, Slater, Kenny, Chance the Rapper, uh, Future Islands, Churches, New Pornographers. Oh, man, when's Churches going to come out with another album? No, no. Um, and then I... For Valentine's Day, I made Randy the playlist of, uh, that I normally make her. So I've been listening to that a lot lately because I actually really liked what ended up on that. So it was a good playlist. What, you, you didn't share that with us, though. Oh, I can kind of go over it now if you want. Yeah, briefly, I guess. I uh, guess. Steve Earle, Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, George Jones, Walk Through This World With Me. Um, I did a Hollow Notes song, Kiss On My List, because... I thought it was funny. Creepy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, well, I've been listening to more and more comedy albums and more and more comedy, like uh, music, you know, like Joko and stuff like that. Um, but I went more mainstream with some of them, and I wanted to put some comedy into it. So I actually put uh, Business Time from Flight of the Concords on there. Oh. Um, King Tough, Headbanger. Uh, Blur to the end. Paul McCartney, maybe I'm amazed. Echo and the Bunny Man, Lips Like Sugar, King Con and the Shrines, Welfare Bread. I put two different versions of the same song on there because they both sound completely different. Um, so I put both Sturgill Simpson's version of the Promise and When in Rome's version of the Promise. <clears throat> uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Um, when where is um. Welcome back, Fall, on this list. Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere on this list. It falls right next to um, Pearl Jam on your list. <laughs> oh. There you go. Nice. So. Suck it, both of you guys. Thanks, Cobra. <laughs> well, it's good. I think it's time we get to some fan mail. Um, let me pull it up here. Now, don't we need the fan mail jingle? Yeah. Hey, hey everybody. everybody. Damn it, John. Fan mail. <laughs> one of you, one of you at a time. Go, Chris. Hey, everybody. It's time for fan mail. And that right. was it. <laughs> this one um, comes from Prefers Black Spy. This was a letter we got in, and it says, "I wanted to let you guys know how much I enjoy listening." Informative without being dry. I've really expanded my horizons based on your recommendations. Thanks, prefers Black Spy. Prefer, what is that? Prefers Black, Black Spy? spy? Yeah, like, I think it's spy like, versus like Mad, spy? Yeah, like Mad Magazine. Oh, that's I'm, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. dug that. So that's just the tip of the avalanche of our our fan mail that we get in. We'll read one a week. Until, until they start. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Has anybody checked our email for a while? <laughs> Let me check it now. Watch it be nothing but cease and desist emails. <laughs> <laughs> From Jeff Tweedy. <laughs> for using Suki Ray music. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me move this. There we go. Hey, we want a free iPad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it up now. Um, oh, someone is now following our blog. No, I don't even believe it. Uh, is it me? I think it's. I think it's one of our new writers, actually. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing, guys. Check out our blog because we got um, a slew of new writers. Just folks itching to write and we were all like whatever <laughs> so so they're writing now um and i actually read a bit of of some of the new stuff that's up there and i'm like wow this seems like a real place to go it yes, seems like it's a, a real home away from home um yeah nothing in there <laughs> so if you want to write us you emails just made something up you know that's what chris does that's not. Uh, I, that was a legit fan mail that we got, and you guys are welcome. For, please, I, you guys want to send us some fan mail? You can just email us at staticanddistortion at gmail dot com. Yeah, Swing. or you could send it to John's house at John. No, no. your address, please. John, <laughs> you're holding up the show. <laughs> I will need your social security number. <laughs> your SUI account number. Your Illinois SUI account number. So. Um, is there anything else? Cobra? Commander? <laughs> I was looking to see where in the world our... Um, in Carmen San Diego is? ...are from. Our readers of our blog are from. And most of them are from the U.S. Finland? Uh, close. Not in, those, not in the three there. But uh, you're not going to guess it, so I'll just say Slovenia. So if you're <laughs> if you're out there listening to this, God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> also, one Mexico. So good on Write you. Write to us. Let us know what you want to hear. If you if there's a particular band, it's probably because we cover. mentioned uh, Gabby Moreno. Probably For that real? we got that Slovenia <laughs> vote. <laughs> Maybe. If there's a band you want us to talk about or review, or if there's music you think we should be listening to, actually, yeah, that's a that's a good call. Anyway, anybody want us to do anything special? Just let us know, and or else we're going to be talking about the same bullshit every episode. Yep, we'll have John introduce every episode unless you write to us. <laughs> oh God, fucking please, someone write to us. This this turned into us threatening our audience really quick. <laughs> Anyone else really turned on by that? I'm also getting fired. I have fired. the weirdest boner right now. <laughs> uh, you can have my dinosaur. It's an angry down. erection. I call it the hate erection. <laughs> oh, I have just the greatest mental image of that. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, now I got nothing else. Hey, just, everybody, just, it's time to wrap up. <laughs> I put the ukulele down. Because <laughs> of the hate rection. Because <laughs> of my hate rection. I don't want to hide it. I want to flaunt it. <laughs> uh, are we done? Yeah. Yeah.
All right. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, next week, we will be back with our big Woody Guthrie special. <laughs> oh, that's going to be really good. I'm I'm looking forward to it uh, personally. And uh, I've been Chris. I'm Robert. I've been John. Yeah. The whole time. The whole time. Even Except the intro. Two minutes that you weren't when I was Carol. <laughs> Fucking Carol. <laughs> oh. Always ruining the cast. Thanks for nothing, Carol. Carol's like the re- the uh, the returning villain. You know, goes away for a season and then comes back out of nowhere with some bigger, badder scheme. Yeah, it's just like I'm gonna thwart all those bi lesbians. Carol is the has Changnesia. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, good night everyone. Good night. Bye. How do I turn this off? <sighs> You can find the Static Podcast on the iTunes Music Store or at staticanddistortion.wordpress.com. Like us on Facebook at Static and Distortion and follow us on Twitter at Static Distort.